Welcome back, sports fans, to another episode of the Charity Stripe Podcast brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one sports podcast network in Los Angeles. For those listening at home, on the road, in the air, in the water, do you believe we have a great show for you guys today? A lot has happened in basketball, so buckle up, tuck it into your waistband, because here we go. Three, two, one. We're back. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they're free. So 340 coming hot at you guys. And so 339. And I'm joined on this one by Alex Toss Me the Rock Disopolis. Nikki Snacks Crider is driving his family to San Diego. A little vacate time with the fam for Nikki Snacks on the road. Dom Toretto style. He looks is like- he actually yeah. doing that though? Oh, <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about that. We used to do that when Nick was out of bounds. We would uh, just um, make up ridiculous stories. And to our guests, too, and sometimes they would believe us. Who We got Brett Gursky pretty badly, I feel. I think a couple of people... Were hoodwinked? Were hoodwinked, yeah. Shy- Shylocked? Met Nick and then said something to the effect of, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did X. Oh, it was Daryl. It was D-Ray. Yeah. It was D-Ray where we told him he was doing the... The photo shoot? LA Chargers calendar shoot, I think. Yeah. Or like the the Glendale Mall, yes, Santa like Santa Bunny or something like that, something, like the, the Easter Bunny thing. Yeah. And like we used to like one time we said he was like in the hospital. That went too far. But hey, I don't think to, I said that. I think I said that. <laughs> welcome to the charity strife. Um, crazy stuff going on in basketball. Okay, let's just recap what's going on. Kawhi, ACL sprain, out indefinitely. Kyrie, ankle injury, out for the rest of the series, maybe more. Harden's back. CP3 has entered health and safety protocols. Van Gundy fired from the Pels. <laughs> I mean, are you I, happy about it? Dude, I don't even, yeah, we'll get into that. Brooks fired from the Wizards. Uh, they part ways. Part ways. Mutu- mutually part ways. Sure. Okay, let's call it that. And LaMelo wins rookie of the year over Anthony Edwards. And your Ant-Man. boy, 24 years as president of Ops, Dallas Mavs. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie Nelson. Sad? No. Cool. I He did his job. He won a championship. Yeah. He he was respond he's obviously responsible for all the moves we've made. Yeah. In the past 24 years, drafting Dirk, replacing Dirk with Luka. Steve Nash. Yeah. Luka, some bad some blemishes as well as you would expect from from any bound to happen in 24 yeah. years. Yeah. Dennis Smith Jr., Harrison Barnes contract. Chandler Parsons contract. Okay, the Chandler Parsons contract's unfortunate. The Barnes contract is like fine, all things considered. That was that was kind of a who's available. Let's pay him. Yeah, Yeah. that was like a bad free agency market, and we overspent. Dennis Smith Jr. was supposed to be Steve Stevie franchise Steve Francis, which is an issue because in today's NBA, Steve Francis isn't necessarily as valuable as he was. No. Um, and people flip-flopped on Dennis Smith Jr. in his first two years in the league. At the very beginning, everyone was like, they picked him at nine? Why didn't the Knicks take him? The yeah. Knicks took Natinka. Yeah. Natinka. 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 <laughs> yeah. For, whatever, Frenchie. And he is, first of all, I mean, the Knicks. And unlike, <laughs> unlike Sasha Baron Cohen and Talladega Knights, Frenchie couldn't drive. Yeah. <laughs> 
He stinks, dude. Um, he's actually okay. He's he's finding a role in the NBA, but it was not a sure. What was he? The sixth pick? Eighth pick. Dude. Eighth pick. He's not the eighth. Okay, he's okay. Yeah, you. If you're the eighth pick, you better be solid. But again, he was picked to be a guy that can create offense. Obviously, cover the one and the two because he's he's six five. He's great defensively. He's got a really long wingspan. But he just never he hasn't developed any of his skills offensively to even touch that roster. I mean, you talk about the the Knicks and their guards this year. He wasn't playing because they had D Rose, they had Quickly and Peyton. And even when push came to shove in the playoffs, Peyton couldn't even start because yeah. he wasn't playing well enough. He's not a good enough player. Yeah. I mean it's to DSJ. So Frankie, all that to say, he was he's buried on that roster. Yeah. Agreed. Um but yeah, Donnie Nelson, shout out. To him, great, great tenure there. I think at this point, it's just like it's it's Luca's team. Obviously, Cuban's not going anywhere. Shake things up, see if we can move things around. And well, uh, obviously, Luca's not going there. There was reports that he may not stay long term. Which is is that crazy or what? Did you? Well, the reports that immediately followed that or are like, that it's, it's absolute BS, and that the Athletic and Bleacher Report were just doing? grasping at straws. Bleacher Report could could suck my could suck it. Well, I was drink my piss. That's disgusting. Um, I was listening to the Simmons pod, and he was just talking about he and Ryan Rosillo, who we've met and, and really yeah, like. I like him. Um, just that someone in out of these top 11 guys, we wouldn't be surprised if one of them moved. Just because that's the nature of the current NBA. That one of these guys could feasibly move, and we would act surprised. Yeah. We would, of course, have a bunch of hot takes about whatever team that person's going to. Yeah. I'm talking about like the top 11 players in the in the NBA, that kind of tier one yeah. of all those guys. Yeah. And Luka's one of those guys, and he's yeah, young, sure. and they lost two two times he's in not, the playoffs in the first anywhere. round. I don't think he's moving anywhere, but of course, those kind of, those kind of talks are always going to happen. They just got to move on from KP. A lot of guys had the injury bug, as we're seeing in the playoffs. But the whole Kristaps Porzingis thing, he's just not a number two guy at this point. I think you have to agree with me now. Do you not? Are you still there? I, it doesn't even really – the injury thing, whether he is or he isn't, like he said in an Instagram post that he's going to be back Unicorn 2.0, and it's like you just can't believe him. No. Because he's he's too he's too tall, yeah. right, and he just can't stay healthy. I, he's 7'3", and he needs to be – like realistically, if he were 6'11", yeah. or 7 foot, it would be a lot – better for him we've seen guys like Kevin Durant guys like Giannis who in and of themselves are unicorns right in their own right it's just really really hard when you're that tall like Boban can't play more than 25 minutes a game and the game that KP plays he's too big to play he did he play he's he look I look at Kevin Christoph, I look at Christoph's Porzingis yeah he's like under 44 percent when he's within 12 feet of the hoop like that's which is the most frustrating thing for me but he's a bad post player. Everyone's saying get in the post, but if you actually look at his offensive metrics, he's bad in the post. Which is a frustrating thing for me. Like that's the kicker for me. Is like he's so big, he has to be better in the post. I mean, and he, but you can't put weight on because if you put weight on, then you're just gonna get you're gonna get injured mess. again. It's a mess. I mean, the whole the no, I agree. It's just the Lakers are in a mess too. But but it's not. I think if there was anything that was indicated by that Clippers Mavericks series, yeah. it's that it's not just KP. The whole roster. They need help all across the board. And now you're going to bring in a new guy, and he basically has free reign. It's not a Celtic situation where Jalen and Jason are untouchable. Yeah. And everyone else can get moved. I don't this, know about that, dude. I, I don't know if Jalen's untouchable. But he should be. 
He should be, but he, he should be because what are you going to do? You're, the The expectation is that you're gonna you're gonna go get a third star, right? To get that third star, you have to lose your second star. Yeah. So then you're just you're upgrading. You have to upgrade to Dame. The thing, the kicker is he's the only guy that you can really do to because Anthony Davis isn't going anywhere, and Bead's not going anywhere. Jokic is. I don't assume is going anywhere. You can't. Yeah, because I mean, once Murray gets back, like that was the second best team in the West, second to a fully healthy Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis. They it, just they they had a you know unfortunate industry, uh, in, injury, and Jamal Murray goes down the regular season, and we saw what the team was in the playoffs because of that. Who, by the way, Jamal Murray is the number three. Is that fair to say? No. You think you think MPJ? Is I not think Jamal Murray is the second best player on that team. You don't think I, he can be? Yeah, he can, but he can't play defense. Okay, is Murray that great at defense though? No, but but if you're if you're six four, you don't have to be good at defense. Sure. If you're six ten, and guys can switch on you in the pick and roll, and then you're playing a guard and you get burned, we notice that. Yeah, he's not. He's a he's, and he doesn't. He's not an elite rim protector at no. his height either. He's a bad rim protector, and he's he just kind of he's figuring things out. He's a young player. His mental's getting there. Here's the kicker. So who do you give up for Dame? Well, you, I mean, you have to give up Brown. No, no, no. If you're the Nuggets, sorry. If you're the Nuggets, because the Nuggets have to be in there. If Damian Lillard becomes available, everyone has to be in there. If you are a contending team, you need to, and aside from like. You're saying so the Nuggets, so Dame is the most gettable guy of those top 11 guys. Maybe Kawhi, but you just don't know. I doubt he leaves the Clippers, especially with like Kawhi is now injured. That Everyone assumes like, first of all, this is Paul George's defining moment. This is the most defining moment of his career. Yeah. This is a good. This is a good topic. Is it not? No, I mean, it is. The game goes on tonight. We're recording before the game, so we don't. You'll. Everyone will have known what's going to happen. The, I just want to be the one of the first to say before it's all said and done. This is the most defining moment of his career. Hundred percent. One hundred percent. He already was by MVP voting a top five player in the league. Yeah. Two years ago, mm-hmm. that team got bounced in the first round in five games. Okay. Because he was playing with Russell Westbrook, he was still the second best player on that team. He is now the second best player with a guy who has won three three championships. Two? Two. Two, two championships, two different teams. Should have been three with the Ray Allen shot. That's right. That's per- well, but then they won, but they came back the next year and went one. Yeah. So it's a really interesting situation for Paul George to be and in. He was, who is- number one, he was the number one seed maybe once, maybe a second time with, with Hibbert. Yeah, yeah. But I, I do think that he was very young then. He was playing incredible basketball at his athletic peak, but not necessarily like he, he was so tough. He was way better at defense then, but he wasn't as proficient offensively as he is now. There's no excuse why they can't get a game still, at least a game. I don't think the series is it over. Be. If he, Paul George is Paul George, if he is who he says he is and who we think he is, this is not over. If they, they may have a tough time getting past the Suns. This is a very, yeah, it's a defining moment in his career. Currently, in like the way that ranking NBA players goes, which the two of us we love did, doing yeah, all the time, he, he got jumped by guys like Booker and Mitchell on our list, rightly so, because they're better than him. They really are. They I show up more the consistently. We forgot about him. We forgot about him, but I think like he's forgettable. We kind of know what's going to happen. The Jazz are going to win this series. 
even though he's a third he's third team all NBA, I would be shocked. It's it's not a good it's not a good situation when my expectation is that he's going to flop. My expectation in game five, when everything, when all the chips are on the table for the Brooklyn Nets and Kevin Durant is given the keys to the kingdom, is that he's gonna walk right in that door. Because that's what he's done and that's what we expect him to do. Paul George is so inconsistent. In times he is a top five MVP candidate. Yeah. And other times he scores 14 points on four of 14 shooting. Was that the greatest game? Katie's game. 49, 17 boards, 10 assists, by the way, which I don't feel like many people have discussed. The 10 assists is crazy. Yeah. On top of the 49. Harden, I was on the plane, caught the rewind. Harden, not a great game. Even though I think the Harden thing, yeah, statistically was not, it's, it helps. I watched it. He was bad. But it helps having him on the court maybe as a distract. Like, look, it takes a little pressure off. It has to. But he still he's, you have to he still played forty six minutes. He still was out there. I don't def- know what Nash was. He, he was to. still out there defensively. There were a lot of situations where the Bucks were getting the switch where Harden was defending. Yeah, he he did not have the first step that he normally has. His shot wasn't falling because his legs probably aren't there because he's got the the hurt hamstring. It was very it was very much an affecting injury to his play. They use him as a decoy. I feel there's no other way around it. You don't play a guy for 46 minutes who's coming off a legit injury. Well, I just I I don't want to say that because it, I to me it discredits what Kevin Durant did because well, uh, do you think because he scored he scored 50 points basically. Well, well, let me get to the point of like, do you think that's the best game of basketball you've ever seen someone play? Uh, I think with not just like from a statistical standpoint with the with the heroics with the with the way he caught fire at the end with the big three pointer that he hit that was just like when it was like one hundred six to one hundred five Brooklyn and he hits that end like, of the shot clock where he's off balance clock, off yeah balance. It's just like a ridiculous shot is it the greatest perform maybe performance that that I recall yeah like by an individual in a playoff game yeah yeah is it as good as Shaq in the finals in the early 2000s. Now, like, we're, we're seven back when that game's happening. Do I really, I'm saying, like, do I really, really register, yeah, like, yeah. what he's doing in what, that game? You're registered, you're watching, you as a fan. And we've seen, like, the 54, the 55 point game Dame had. I thought that Spider Mitchell game he had in the bubble when he lost against the Nuggets was just out of this world. We've seen a lot of amazing games. But as yeah. far as, like, just like, everyone was like, okay, no Kyrie, Harden's not yeah, a back, back up against the wall. And he delivered. And I think it was, yeah, I, I do. I really do think it was the best individual effort across the board. Now, there have been other times where players in spurts, like they might have had a moment that was better, like an individual moment yeah. or an individual stretch. The clay scoring 37 and a quarter is something that like... That's the craziest thing. I was thinking about the other day. My uncle was watching the, when Donovan Mitchell went off, I think it was game two. They were, maybe it was, yeah, it was game two. They were down. It's like they're out for the count. Maybe it was it was either game one or game two. Regardless, the Jazz are down and the Clippers are in the driver's seat. I think it must have been game one. Clippers are winning. Spider comes all the way back and has that rip roaring like third quarter where he goes for like twenty. And my uncle was like, my uncle was British, doesn't want a lot, doesn't watch a lot of NBA, mm. and is just absolutely he's blown away by his heroics. Yeah, and I go, okay, he just scored twenty points in a quarter. My uncle's like, that's nuts. I go, imagine a guy going out and doubling that yeah just shy of doubling it 37 and a quarter i mean he just straight up didn't miss it's i think that's still one of the craziest feats i've ever witnessed it's uh that's that's an amazing feat obviously kobe's 81 
was a tremendous feat. Yeah. Kobe's last game was better than anything. I mean, that was better than any other than game seven Warriors Cavs and maybe like Ray Allen shot. Yeah. I think that's like third for basketball for me. I do. I do think that there is moments go individual like games. There's a lot of Steph games that are up there for me just because his side, like it's these guys that like what he's able to do. I'm in awe after every single play. And it's the same thing when I watch Kevin Durant, I'm in awe after every play. And then I'm kind of like, well, what did you expect? He's, he's the best in the world right now. Yeah. And I know a lot of people have come out, like a lot of people are saying today, he's the best in the world. He's the best on the planet. A lot of other people in the LeBron camp are saying, well, it's just because LeBron's hurt. Every time KD has been dubbed as the best player in the world. I think it's done. I do too. I think maybe in 2019 when LeBron was hurt, you could have made the argument that it's just because LeBron's hurt. Although I do think that as good as Kevin Durant's playing right now, he was playing just as well in those playoffs before he got hurt, before he hurt the Achilles. Yeah. But now about to win again. Yeah, now I think you can we can put it to rest. LeBron is not the same guy that LeBron was last year. He's amazing. Two years ago. Still a top five player. Yeah, but he's on the cusp of being five to eight. He's right. I think he I mean, look, man, like we threw him at four. But availability is important, as we always talk best about. Of, best ability. That's why I think the A D thing is about to like I well, think we, the A D thing is about to sour in, in Los Angeles. I think the Sixers are in trouble because Embiid is clearly not healthy enough. And the Hawks are not. The Hawks are a good enough team, but once they smell blood in the water again, we are recording before this game. So for all we know, NBA can come out in Game Five and just absolutely blow the doors off the place. Yeah. But the Hawks. The Seventy Sixers. They are the better team. But the Hawks are the way the Hawks are built is dangerous. When you have a guy that can kind of break down, first of all, can hit from anywhere, from beyond. Yeah. Can get inside the paint, break it down, hit a floater. Or kick it out, and the guys surrounding on the exterior are Bogdanovich, Gallinari, Hoyter, Hunter's back, or you can just kind of, you're playing bigger ball. Collins, who can stroke it. Collins, who's been on, he's been hot from three, proving himself there, and he's a high flyer. He could come in and cut. You have Capello, who you could dump it off to. It's just the whole makeup of that offensive team is, is, and they're playing above their pay grade defensively. It's just offensively, they're a very well made team, I believe. They would be the least surprising team for me to win the championship. If they won the championship, Given the the eight teams that are still in it, I would be like, what? You mean most surprising? That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. most surprising. Most surprising. The Correct. Hawks? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, seven teams. Nuggets are done. True. Bro, fucking Suns and four. They got... <laughs> Suns and four. That yeah. video of that guy. Booker was about it, dude. Booker yeah, he was, was all about it. it. Lisa Ann, we had lunch with Lisa Ann. She was so... Ant- she like, I think that's a kicker of why she wouldn't go to the game with us. We invited her to the game. Mets Padres. Me, her, and Nick, and we replaced her with Evan, our buddy, and my dad. John from New York. John from New York. And the I think she doesn't like the gay because like it's tough for her to go to these games with like, all these creepers. Right. Um, B, I think there's like games get, getting violent, and I don't think I think that Suns thing proved it. I, he was on the they were taunting him. I think we they caught the video at a bad time with them going at him. The Suns guy just yeah. I've seen down. the full video. Yeah. They were kind of like watch this. I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna fight this guy, which is crazy. I mean, it's, which is like you know. It was after the game was over yeah, too. It was game an, three. Too much animosity. I mean, the and Suns, then the guy, the guy kind of knocks him right, hits him square in the face. Oh, and just pelted him. Yeah, he beats the shit. And then he looks directly into the camera and pretty calmly is like sons and four, but he has 30,000 followers on the gram now. I saw that. And his Instagram handle is now sons and four. It's hilarious. Way to monetize. You know, somebody was like, you should do that. And he was like, and those guys didn't press charges. I charges. How can they? They started it. Yeah. 
You, if you start the fight, you can't press the charge. Well, Unless, if anybody's watched an NBA game before and watched Chris Paul play, they know oftentimes Chris Paul initiates the contact, but he rarely gets an offensive foul called against him. Yeah, it's true. I mean, I, I we, it's Jokic, just when people are watching. Do you like that Jokic? I mean, I know. Did we speak about the Jokic? We spoke about the Jokic thing. We, we did, did last yeah. show. Uh, but okay, Paul George, all the pressure on him. All the pressure's on him. All the pressure in the world. I expect him to buckle. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Part of that, I think, is because. Even with Kawhi, mm-hmm. this Jazz team minus Mike Conley is an even match. I, I, people harping on Mike Conley that he's not playing is absolutely can totally for for the rest of their lives kick rocks. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's this hurt. guy has won. There's no way this guy is, has to be on his deathbed. He's played through everything. This is the best chance he has. Well, you also you look at that Brooklyn game and you were bringing up James Harden. If the Nets lose. There are a lot of people saying, Steve Nash, why'd you play James Harden? Why even do that? Why not rest him, take the loss, because you were going to lose anyway, and then play him in the next game when he's a little bit more healthy and can be more effective. Fortunately so, for them, they won. Right, on the heroics of Kevin Durant. And I think for the Jazz, they if they win, maybe it's a different story now that Kawhi's out, but Donovan Mitchell has been carrying this team on his back. The heroic is- effort by, that he's putting forward for all of us to watch is an amazing display. He, I, you're gonna hate this because you look. You're you're a Booker stan and I'm a Mitchell stan. Yeah, I just think he's better. Is that crazy? Why is it so crazy? I don't think it's crazy. I think he's upgraded, and I think the thing that's impressive to me is that he upgraded without Chris Paul. Right, the Suns have Chris Paul. We were talking about a lot during the season that Chris Paul, guys like Chris Paul, Steve Nash before him, John Stockton. Those type of point guards, the pure points, unlock other guys around them. LeBron unlocks other guys around him. Luka makes guys makes me believe that guys on our team are actually good sometimes. When Maxi Kleba shoots 47% from three. Like certain guys Smoking in the NBA the just unlock other guys because yeah. they create really easy high percentage opportunities for them. Now, do I think that once Chris Paul is gone out of the NBA, that Devin Booker will continue to be different because of it? Yes. Donovan Mitchell didn't have Chris Paul on his team. He kind of has had to elevate himself into this position by himself. Do I think there's some sort of tutelage going on with Dwayne Wade, who a lot of us have been comping yes, into since he first got into the league? Yes. Are they the exact same player? No. He's basically Dwayne Wade that doesn't get to the rack as much, who shoots more threes and at a higher percentage. He's a modern Dwayne Wade. He's a modern Dwayne Wade. I think he's closer to Wade than both. Not as good defensively, because Dwayne Wade was an elite defender. I think he's closer to Wade then Booker is to Kobe, then Trey is to Steph. Trey and Steph are the least comparable of the three. Correct, for sure. And I don't. And I'm. And I'm not saying this. Cause, and have you actually speaking of love for players? Are we there yet? Where you are starting to really like Trey Young, or you're still like he could kick rocks? I know you like him, but like, are you really starting to? Like, I, appre- really I appreciate. Well, I love the narrative, which you talked about, yes. of him being the heel. I think yeah. it's important for basketball. Very. It's a, it's a sport. Sports need to generate revenue for us to continue watching them and enjoying them. Mm-hmm. That's an important aspect of sports. Yeah. He is learning how to play within, his, within himself better than he has. The turnover numbers have been reduced. Part of that is a good head coach, better guys around him. He's not forcing it as much. Yeah. He's not chucking up those 35-footers when he shouldn't be. There are times that you play within the game. If you the ball gets swung from the corner back to Trey Young 30 feet away, you're up four. He hits that three. It's a dagger. You're up seven now. That's a big moment. It's an impactful moment in the game. You're down five. Do you want to take that 35-foot pull-up? 
you're not Dame Lillard. No. You haven't hit it that consistently. You're down five. Do you know that you can get a better option if you work through the offense 12 seconds into the clock rather than shooting with 19 seconds left? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I think he's really, he's learning a lot. He's growing a lot. The 18 assist is telling. Yeah, I mean, he, he's always... It's phenomenal. But he's always been able to do that. That but talent has always that. been there. Now he's doing it. Yeah, he's doing it on, in, against a good, against arguably the best defensive team in the NBA, besides, I, the, besides the Lakers at full health. I, I still think at full health the, the Sixers are. They have three guys on all NBA defensive teams. Yeah. Yeah, those rankings uh, or those awards came out. I, deservedly so. I mean, Thibault's like not even really a starter. He wasn't. He came off the bench the entire year. Yeah, so he's a guy to bench guys when <laughs> he's that good. Very impressive. And like, it's not even including Danny Green, Tobias Harris, who's great defensively. Right. You know, they're no, really- but okay, Trey Young, he's rising. I mean, the better guys play. If a guy's yeah. a good player, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to hate him for forever. That's true. Um, but Booker and Mitchell are better than him, for sure, in, Hawks, my, in my mind. Hawks still taking massive L on that trade, still taking the biggest L of all time. Only Part of it is only because Cam Reddish is no one. Horrible pick. Cam Reddish is no one. Horrible pick. Speaking of Cam Reddish, Anthony Edwards said that was the toughest player he ever had to guard in high school. Crazy. Anthony Edwards. He was 6'8". Yeah. He, he's 6'8". He can shoot. You're going in the lane, like, at the time. Like, yeah. those guys in high school, like, he's knocked down, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he can, he dunks if he gets within the lane, right? Because no, he's so yeah. much taller than he's, everyone. To get the tallest guy in the opposing team, 6'8". I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm also not surprised because a lot of the times when it comes so easy to you and you're so you, when you rely on your athleticism too much and you don't build aspects of your game out, like RJ's game was so much more advanced. Zion's post game is just it's it translates. He's so powerful and strong and athletic that it does translate. He's just that big. When there's like he's one, just that strong. Yeah, there's one guy in in, the, in high school. It's Cam Reddish that can do that. You get to the NBA like. Everybody's doing it. Well, uh, every wing player can do what Cam Reddish does. He's he was so enticing because he was that prototypical like swing man, six seven, six eight, Paul George type, right? That we were so enamored with in the early two thousands when Vince Carter and yeah. Grady came into the league. They can do it all, right? They can shoot. They've got the great stroke. Yeah. They get up above the rim. They could hypothetically rebound because they're so athletic. They can defend your best player, like. It's this whole package that, that you, we fall in love with. And sometimes you do have to Josh take— Josh Jackson, same he, situation. Yeah, he's a little smaller, but like he's that same type of like he's very athletic. He's a great defender. We'll figure out the offensive side. That stuff will come. But, then, but once you can't figure out the offensive side, it's, a lot of times like a guy like Diables pick later. He knows what he has to do. He's not picked and heralded Go as— Go be Andre Robertson with a better jump shot. Yeah, he's not heralded as one of this— not saying much. Not he's not being heralded as like one of these like premier next guys. So I think from a mental health standpoint, I would love to like. I mean, I mean we can't just you know pick these guys out and just talk to them about it. But maybe some kind of mental health specialist in the NBA, which would be great to talk to. Yeah, I'm curious. Does that have an effect? I, th- I think it has to. Like you think you're supposed to be this, and all of a sudden when you're, I mean, like you could talk about it from like a even from a point of like. Let's say you're like acting or like you're like any kind of thing like outside the NBA or like just yeah. like in our own lives. Everyone, if you're heralded as this or people think you're this and you fail to meet those expectations, it's very tough to just bounce back. It's a big and, ego blow. It's a big ego blow for these guys. I mean, we see They're it. young guys. They're impressionable. We're young guys. We see it all the time in other shit. It's yeah. big. It's, a, it, it's, it's crazy. Well, like, like you said, he's the best player 
in high school. He's playing against Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is saying that. He's still saying it. Yeah. Then he goes to – we've talked about this multiple yeah. times. Then he goes to Duke. He's playing third fiddle. He's really not stepping up like he should be. Even in big moments, he has that one shot against – I can't remember who they were playing where he, he hits the last – the yeah. game winner, right? I know, they know he had it. Um, but everyone's talking about RJ. Everyone talk, everyone's talking about Zion. Everyone's talking about Zion being the next LeBron or – Everyone's saying that the Zion's crazy. going to be the first Zion. Whatever the conversation is, it's not around Cam Reddish. And if it is around Cam Reddish, it's he's not who we thought we, we he's not who we thought he was. No, not even close. And then he gets to the NBA, and it's the same thing. Yeah. We're talking about this Luca, Trey Young trade, and we're saying th- that's the reason why they lost the trade is because of him. Like I, I don't think he's a listener of the pod, but like that's that constant kind of fodder that you're digesting, and it can't be helpful. From the mental side, um, we're so talking. I do, yeah, you, so I do think like always. If, if his name is brought up, it's a negative connotation. Yeah, which is sad. But positive comment. Another negative connotation. Uh, speaking of the um, Zion Pels fire Van Gundy, mm. won't go too much into it. All I'm going to say is, if I was in a coma, I could have told you that was going to happen. <laughs> if I was in a effing coma, I could have told you Van Gundy would be jobless at least within two years. One a stretch and it happened. What it will be really interesting to look at this team next year with whoever they bring in because I don't necessarily know if it's just Van Gundy that's the issue there. There's a lot of he, issues. He was the issue. Can Zion take this team in a very competitive West with maybe a few more additions? But you have the, to the playoffs. You have the two guys already. I mean, Ball actually developed well and played a. You know, Ball was healthy. Okay, but they can't afford him. Okay. Right? Well, they can. They can just pay him. They'll just go over the cap. And it's the question of do you want to – they can't afford him. It's do you want to pay him or do you want to go and swap him? You're him? you're locked into – you're not moving on Zion. You just signed Brandon Ingram to this big contract. That's the big issue for now you're locking. BI. Now you're locking yourself into those three, and you can't really deviate from it unless you want to move one of them. It's a t- they're, they're in a tough pickle to lock in Lonzo. And I think with the Pelicans, it's the situation where it's like similar to the Boston Celtics. If you want to go get someone better, you got to give up Jalen Brown. And then you don't have Jalen Brown. You want to give up, you want to go get someone, you got to give up Brandon Ingram, and then you don't have him. Watch this. Sign and trade with the Hornets. For who? Hayward. And then and then what? The the Pels bring on Hayward. Uh-huh. They just get a guy who's I guess when he's healthy is a good offensive player. Yeah. You give BI more of a ball dominant role. You have Bledsoe still. You have Alexander Walker. You you just drafted Kira Lewis. You put the Ball brothers together. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I was like scary, Hayward. Was scary Terry. Hayward's cool playing third fiddle and being super he efficient. Give, he don't give a shit. He's cool being there. Yeah. He likes it. He's low. He's low key. The big issue for me the whole year with the Pelicans, aside from Bledsoe going from great player in Milwaukee to absolute uselessness, bi. B.I. was an all-star the year before, and he ju- he had a good year, but it was the same year. He did not develop. There was no well, next. These, all all, all these other got, guys did. He also got superseded by the guy that they brought in who is already a better player than him. But he still didn't develop. I mean, look, like the, Paul, Kawhi is a better player than Paul George. Paul George is still a third NBA team. I'm not saying B.I. has to do that, but B.I. went from all-star to, oh, yeah, he had a great year for his. Paul George is 30. 
I'm just saying, B.I. should have continued on an all-star path. Everybody, look, Chris Paul came into the, the Suns, and Booker was just as good, if not better. There, you, and, and maybe that's the yeah. and maybe that's the but Zion on the offense they're running. But Zion, but when made, push comes to shove, whose team is the Suns? It is Chris Paul's team. Yeah, whose team is the New Orleans Pelicans? It's, it's Zion's, Zion's team, team for sure. But I, I still, you don't think Bi could have taken a could have taken a step up if he had taken the if he had moved. He, did, his, he didn't. I think he could have, but he didn't. And he didn't. But that team would have been good if he did. And that comes down from the offense you're running, the way you're developing your players. And and if you want to flow the game through Zion, fine. But Bi needs to be in the mix somehow, and and more. He just like he was good. He really like if you look at his numbers, his numbers are good. Yeah, but his numbers are the same. Right. His numbers like well. I elevate. think I think to get someone, it's just this this constant kind of thing in the modern NBA. Whereas you have you have a guy who's a top, he's a top twenty player right now, Zion. Yeah, but like talent wise, like. He could jump in that top 15 next year. He could maybe be in that fringe like 9, 10, 11, and I wouldn't be that surprised. I just don't know how much better. Well, here's I don't know. Here's he how you— the outside shot. Like, all like that. I don't even think that's what it is. I think it's just if he asserts himself defensively like he really didn't this last year. Yeah. He basically just played offense. Yeah. He can be a tremendously versatile defender— impact the game at the rim as a shot blocker, be out on the wing and, and intercept passes and get out on the break. But I think the what you don't have between the two of them is you don't have a two-man game. You can't you can't play like your best offense, which is why I think Jamal Murray and Jokic are the, the two best players. Jamal Murray's my pick for their two because he operates with Jokic. He makes Jokic better. He makes yeah. him more of a threat. B.I. And, and Zion aren't running a two-man game. They're just giving the ball to Zion in the post and he's scoring, or he's getting that, that offensive rebound and scoring, or they're letting him be the point forward Zion and taking the ball down the court. So they're just they're going to pepper their best player and and up his usage rate, just but, like every other NBA team is doing. Yeah, but the, yes, but also in some senses, like the there are, a lot of teams are letting both guys get theirs. Like who would you like? Who's the better duo? Like is it even a question that Jason and Jalen are a better duo than Zion and Bi? It's not even a question, and that's the problem because it should be a question. Should it? Yeah, I think Bi is like good. Bi is like he like I was like okay, if always iffy on Bi, but Bi was so good last year that I was like okay, he's kind of like he's right there. Him and Zion could really be that next duo to jump up, and it wasn't them. And now it's like Gobert and Mitchell are definitely surpassed. I mean, they were they were ahead of them, and there's no question that they're going to be ahead of them at least for the foreseeable future. They were lucky Jaron Jackson was injured. Because John Jaron Jackson could have passed them too. And again, they probably work better in their game. But Van Gunny should have found a way to make it work. Because you're going to lose Lonzo, and for all intents and purposes, Lonzo's a better fit for Zion yeah. than B.I. No, I, I agree. I, I don't disagree with your point of like turning B.I. into more of a point guard and making them play two-man together. But I also think like where Zion's best is not always on the block, right? It's just going downhill because no one wants to step in front of him because he's a bull. It's it's the LeBron bully ball. Like he's gonna get Nan one. He's a great finisher around the rim. He's really tough to stop when he's got his head down. Yeah, they just like too much on Zion. Where there was no Bi Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes took a step back. There's no B, there's barely nothing. even played. Yeah, it's not another, another lotto pick. Um, Brooks is gone. Washington. I have no idea what they're going to do there. They they could trade both those guys. They could bring in DeRozan. They could bring in Christian Wood. Anything. Could, I've seen a million different things. Yeah. The 
I, I don't know the financial implications for Beal being all NBA third team. I wonder how that affects things going forward. I th- just his value and what he's worth. Now. Yeah, well, it affects other guys. Affected Jason Tatum quite a bit. Affected Mitchell. Yeah. Booker. All these guys get affected, which is interesting. It's, I don't know. I just don't know if anyone was necessarily snubbed. They're still all I think guys. it's tough. I, I think like the biggest good. argument is Tatum, but you also can't really. My, my argument would be that LeBron is second team all NBA and he played half as many games as Jason Tatum. I hated that. I'd love LeBron. Or, or forget it because how, you know, there were X amount of people that didn't play so many games this year. But give some credit where credit is due. Jason Tatum played 64 out of the 72 games. Like, that's good. That's he's, really he's impressive. He was the biggest snub. I think to me he was. Yeah. I'm, but I'm also, I'm not, I'm not vying for him to be all NBA third team. I'm not. I mean, the Celtics were bad. Yeah. You guys severely underperformed. I I can't really, I can't really disagree with with them keeping him out because I do think that. You look at the other forwards, and they were all deserved to be in that spot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, quickly, we'll let everyone rock. It's good basketball talk. I mean, the injuries we've touched upon, we knew that was like, – I mean, this is no surprise. It's the same thing in baseball. Yeah, we don't we don't really know the Chris Paul situation. We won't know it until Saturday. That's even different. But, like, I'm, so, I'm, I'm more so talking about all the injuries we've seen throughout the year. We're eight, in baseball. eight all-stars have missed game in the NBA playoffs. Bro, we said it. We said it. We knew it. How do you, if you were the leagues, we'll throw all the leagues in there because it happened in the NFL. It happened in baseball. It's happening in baseball. You are so ill prepared and so money driven that you've just plaques go burst, shot yourself in the foot. Yeah. I think you look at a lot of the injuries and you look at the specific plays where these guys are getting injured. And Beads was a funky play. Sure. Kyrie came down hard on the ankle. But a lot of these hamstring ads, what really happened on it's that? Wear play? and tear. Kawhi wear and tear gets bumped on a very regular foul, like a very regular stop the break kind of foul by Joe Ingles. To my knowledge, didn't look like anything dirty that he did. Yeah, kind of just bumped his his leg, and then Kawhi comes down a little funkier than normal, and now all of a sudden, he might have torn something. He strained something. Like that's it's a mess. I don't I don't know what like where it all comes from Mm -hmm. like is it because they're not getting the prep in the preseason is it because they're not getting the normal run that they would get in the regular season so that when it comes time to it and they're pushing their bodies in the playoffs should have won 64 games or 66 they should have won 64 yeah it's it's uh it's tough no one wants to see it baseball should have went like shorter too they should have a longer extended spring training you cannot work guys in you can't go from 60 innings or whatever you can't go from like how many innings? Yeah, sixty innings to two hundred. You can't do it. You can't go from like time off, heavy, 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 quick turnaround into a seventy-two game season. It's like just not. Maybe back in the day when people gave a shit less, weren't as athletic. It's just a mess of a situation. Well, and then you see guys like Donovan Mitchell, who's a very young guy, who obviously his timetable to recover from things is a lot quicker yeah, than a guy like Kawhi, right? Like he's been back in this series and he's been great. And Kawhi, it looks like he hasn't missed a beat. Kawhi's never not played in the playoffs. He's been in the playoffs every time. He's had injuries before. His body's taken a Kawhi's body's taken a beating. Right. Say what you will about all the rest stuff, and I'm I hate it as a fan. But like his body's taken it. Like Mitchell's by the end of this, if all goes well, Mitchell will have Mitchell plays in deep playoff series. This playoff series isn't going to go to six at least. 
I mean, and who knows what happens when it's just Jazz Suns? That could go to seven. He gets to the he gets to the finals. They'll say the net, the Nets limp there. Whoever they play, it's going to be tough. I mean, this is not this is not even close to over. Not even close. Well, every day we get new information that changes everything. Yeah, we think that the Nets are going to win it, even without Harden, and then Kyrie goes down. Yeah, then they lose a game. Then the Suns sweep the Nuggets. We think they're going to win it. And then Chris Paul might miss game one of the Western Conference Finals yeah. or potentially multiple. The Clippers roar back and tie the series 2-2. Two to two. Kawhi gets hurt. Now that changes our we're, – we're sitting here at 2-2 two, two and we're like, the Clippers are going to win this series. They're, they're, they're at least going to take it to seven. If they win this, they have a good chance of going to the Western Conference Finals. You got Kawhi on your team, you always have a good chance of winning the finals. Yeah. Not anymore. No, like, everything nice changes – it's just sad. The Lakers are the, the clear front runners. They're going to beat the Suns because Chris Paul's hurt, and then Anthony Davis gets hurt. Like there's Chris so, Paul's back, and Chris Paul's back, and now they're going to win. Like there's so much that's changing, and there's the so firings and the, the the off season. It's already happening. It's I mean that's why the NBA is like the best show. It is one of the best shows in the world. Yeah. Um. Quickly, we'll let everyone go. Do we have any sponsors? Do any people like us anymore? People do like us. Um. I think. If you're betting, you should go to betonline.ag. Always. As always, uh, they got the 24-hour online casino, blackjack, yeah. poker, five-card stud. <laughs> um, hey, if, it's me, five-card stud. Yeah, that's, yeah. You, you know how it goes. And uh, outside of that, I would just like to give a little love to meat because oh, you love meat. meat is something that I currently am eating. and. But Josh isn't, but I can speak to it for two of the three members of the charity stripe when I say <laughs> that Nick and I really enjoy meat and that there's stuff going on in, in what's called the big food industry. Mm -hmm. Josh, why are 97% of the chickens served in the U.S. dipped in chlorine? Ew, what? Yeah. It's, it's simple because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. Is that true? That's very true. That is and, gnarly. And that's why you need moinkbox.com. Join the Moink movement today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe right now. And listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box order. Free bacon for a year. That's a no-brainer. That's, that's a lot of bacon. It's a D Jack Hobbs sitch. Lock it in. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited time, spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com slash believe. That's moinkbox.com slash believe. Love it. Great basketball talk. Guys, we'll see you on the radio also. We will see you then, or Today. we will see you at another time. See you another time. <laughs> Hook 'em horns. Fans out there, drag both feet and bounce. Swing on a full count. Rip the puck at the puttage. PKs because they're free. And free throws. Why toss? Because they're free. Because they're free. We outshow. We love you.